Welcome everybody. I'm so excited to be here today because I'm going to be talking to you about five easy steps that you can take today to start your photography business. Path to Business, the podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Barrett, self-made, six-figure business owner, photographer, mother of three who's not afraid of hard work. I want to celebrate each journey in business as no story is quite the same. We understand and appreciate the sacrifices and decisions that have led us to where we are today. You've already crushed so many goals and by sharing how you did it, both you and others can continue to achieve all your biggest dreams. This is your path to business. And if you haven't met us before, my name is Luke. And I'm Bethany. And we're the faces of Greyloft Studio. We started this channel to kind of educate people on photography, videography, and how to be a business with your spouse. And so far we're doing okay. I mean, we're still here. So before we head into these tips, I have a little PSA for you that I've actually included all of these tips in a downloadable format in the description below. And bonus, guess what? There's actually an extra five tips in there. What? So I know, right? <laughs> so generous. <laughs> So make sure that you go down into the description and put in that email so you can save your hand from having to write some amazing notes after you watch this tutorial. Tip number one is probably a little obvious, but we wanted to point it out because we think that it is so invaluable, and that is practice. Practice, practice, practice. Building a portfolio is key. Making sure that you're going out and you're trying different types of photography, that you're uh, trying to do different types of lighting situations as well. Those are key things that you need in your pocket. There's nothing harder than shooting a full day, especially as a wedding photographer, and going from inside and outside and shooting in the sun and you know against the sun. There's so many different varieties of things that happen that you absolutely need to be practicing in all situations. And tip number two. Now this is something that I think is a little bit tedious or seems like a very daunting task, but I promise you it is key to your success long term and that is to build a website. Yeah. Now there are a ton of free website builders out there, but I think a lot of people get overwhelmed by the idea of having to make multiple pages and different contact pages and things like that. What I'm asking you to do today is to build a one pager. Keep it simple. How they can find you, maybe some of your most recent portfolio work, and what you offer. What kind of services, photography that you actually enjoy doing. It's a good way to also link your social media. Let's say you have uh, your portfolio is on Instagram or on other kind of website. It's really good to link that so that it drives people to see all of your work. It also makes you look really professional. So if you are trying to tell someone that you're a photographer and you want them to book you, the first thing that you're probably going to do if you were looking to hire a photographer is look for their website. So making sure that you have something available is definitely key. It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be complicated. It just needs to be there. That's right. It just needs to have somebody uh, gets on there. They know what you do and a bit of your work and how to contact you. So tip number three, and this one might seem a little obvious, but you definitely need to, at a very minimum, start a social media account, and we recommend Facebook. 
till this day, Facebook is still the number one driver of our business. I know it seems crazy because of, you know, the worlds of Instagram or, you know, places like TikTok, <laughs> TikTok or Pinterest. There's so many other ways that you can grow your business. But Facebook is still the number one way that people are reaching out to us because we track it and so we know. And it has been for the last five years. Yeah. Could be a generational thing though. We're getting old. <laughs> Hi. People are still on there and people still contact us through there. So making sure that you're keeping your Facebook up to date is key. So whenever you shoot a beautiful session, making sure that you're putting a couple of photos onto Facebook so that they, that way people can share it yeah. and see it as well. And remember, when you create a Facebook page, don't think that all of a sudden people are going to start you know, inquiring or booking you, but it is a really great way for people to see that you are you know, a valid sort of up-and-coming photographer that has some, you know, decent work. So tip number four. I always, always recommend that you look into renting some equipment before you buy it. Especially when you're looking at possibly booking, say, a couple of sessions on a weekend or you've got an upcoming wedding that's coming up and you really want to make sure that you have high-quality lenses but you really aren't sure you know, how to use them yet or what, what it's like to shoot with that type of lens. Maybe you don't understand with a 50, you have to have, you know, so much clearance. So I always recommend that if you're thinking about investing in some high quality glass, which I'm always an advocate for doing that, is making sure that you try it first. There's nothing worse than buying a lens that you're not happy with or you don't feel comfortable using. One of the biggest regrets that I have is sort of following what every other photographer was using and buying that lens, when in reality, that lens just sat in my bag. I very rarely pulled it out. It was just not something I felt comfortable with, but I heard it was the best. So making sure that you go out and try it, you know, you can rent them pretty cheap most of the time. I think you can rent a decent lens for about $40 sometimes for a whole weekend. It's definitely yeah. worth reaching out to your local photography store and trying to rent a camera, even if you can. I think the rates are better if you do it for the whole weekend, so try that option and try and book sessions as many as you can on that weekend. Yeah, what we've done in the past is we saw a great picture done and it they told us, let's say for example, it was shot by an 85 millimeter lens and then we ended up going to purchase that lens and it's really situational when you can use those things. It, it really depends on what you're using the lens for. Uh, don't get distracted by kind of the eye candy that other people post. Really, you have to find the lenses that suit you and your style and the type of photography that you want to do. And it doesn't mean that you're always going to love the certain lenses that you use. I know that I've evolved over the last five years and certain lenses I love more or sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit sick of that lens so I'll go to a different one. But making sure that you invest in something that's sort of a simple basic lens is definitely key. Yeah, and it's not just lenses as well. They have lots of other equipment that, uh, for example, camera bodies and things like that. So don't be shy. Try and test everything that you can. The more experience that you get with all different types of equipment, it'll make your purchase uh, more validated, I guess. You'll have uh, more confidence in what you buy. Yeah. We were actually chatting with a very well-known photographer a couple hours from here, and she actually rents 
a really a Mark IV, a Canon 5D Mark IV every other weekend for her wedding. She actually didn't invest in it because it's cheaper to buy, to just rent it yeah. than it is to buy the whole thing for that whole season that she had. Well, you have to think about the depreciation and all the different factors that go with if buying. If it breaks yeah. or stops working. So, yeah. So, definitely look at renting. Our last and final tip is tip number five. <laughs> so this one is something that I can remember in those early days spending so much time doing and it was editing and I'm sure if you're starting a brand new business as a photographer that is probably one of the things that is holding you back but my biggest recommendation is to just practice get on there get on the computer and just start practicing so one of the things that I thought as a new photographer is I needed to master Photoshop and Photoshop seems like a totally different language to me. It, I was not techie. I did not understand layers or, you know, things like that. And I found it so complicated, but in reality, I really didn't need to spend that much time in Photoshop. And it took me a couple of years to realize this. So looking back, one of my biggest tips now is to tell photographers that they should look at a program called Lightroom and invest some basic time in that. And I promise you that will make a world of difference in your photos. I would say that 90% of the editing that I do today is done in Lightroom and very rarely in Photoshop. What's the main advantage, I guess, of Lightroom versus Photoshop is you can do batch editing in Lightroom so you can find a, a good photo, edit it to what you want, and then just apply that to a lot of different photos. You can technically do that in Photoshop too, but it is a little bit different of a process. Definitely not as simple or as user-friendly. And you can get Lightroom for your phone. Yes, you can get Lightroom on your phone for free. You can actually download the app and edit photos directly on your phone, but they'd have to be in a JPEG format, I'm pretty sure. Last but not least, I have an extra five bonus tips for you. Five, I know. I think that these ones are gold, but I realize that it's very hard to narrow it down to five. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to download these five that I just talked about, but add an extra bonus for you. So if you go ahead down into the description, you'll see that we have a link there for you to sign up to get these five that we just talked about and an additional bonus of five extra points that we really wish we had known when we started our business. I'm over here about to do a happy dance because you just finished another episode of my podcast, Path to Business, where we get to hear amazing stories of how wonderful people got started and hopefully one day we'll be able to share yours too. If you want more info, head on over to our show notes page where you'll find all the latest info about this episode and links to the guests on the show. You can also find the latest discount codes or freebies I've put together just for you. Also, I wanted to personally invite you to my private Facebook group where you can meet other like-minded entrepreneurs like yourself who are making waves in their business and want to help and inspire others to dream big. The links are waiting for you, so head on over to grayloftstudio.ca slash path to business.